Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about energy parasites. Could you please tell me what are energy parasites? Sure. So, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory from the name, honestly. Um, Energy parasites are non-physical beings that are of the parasitic nature, which means that they feed off of other organisms as a means of survival, which makes them higher up the food chain compared to other beings that they're feeding off of. Hmm. That's interesting. And uh, where did they come from? Oh, wow. Opening a Pandora's box here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So some energy parasites are mechanical type, mathematical type equation structures that are part of the matrix. So let's just say that they were always here because they are a part of the matrix. As matrix evolves as an organism, these entities evolve with it. So every time there is a new version of the matrix, these parasitic entities are upgraded and re-uploaded into the matrix. So they are evolving with the times to serve the, the, the matrix in a way that Uh, in accordance with their code or in accordance with how they've been programmed. So that's one way. Yeah. And one type. Um, There are many different ones, though. Some uh, parasitic entities would be created by people, actually. So, you know, it, it could be because of a particular emotion or a thought loop. Um that creates an entity type structure. Egregores technically are considered energetic parasites. So those energetic entities of all the organizations such as corporations or um, different brands or religions or governments, you know, all of them could be considered a type of an energetic parasite. Um, Extraterrestrial entities um those sometimes implant certain parasitic entities onto planet earth that's about it i mean that's pretty the, much the main ones yeah the these are the main kinds. groups yeah these are the main groups um sometimes certain when i said like people also can create that uh, those types of entities it can be an individual person or it can be a group of people and when uh, a person or a group of people create a parasite, it's always an aggregate, right? No, not necessarily. No? It could be, um, no, not necessarily. It could actually be a whole breed of energetic parasites, almost like a kind, almost like um, 
I don't know, like giving birth to a particular animal group. Huh. Yeah. Wow. And it gets start with one and they, they can multiply also. So it could create a whole lineage of them. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so obviously. One, um, actually one example of something like that would be, um, you know, in, in, in the Nazi Germany, there were a whole group of parasites that were created to feed off of the Jews and, and their energy in, in, in the um, camps, in the concentration camps. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in... Man-made, um, you mean? Yeah. Say that again? Man-made. Man-made parasites. Man-made, but there are, you know, a, a lot of them were subconsciously created type entities. Um, ah. It's just um, suffering, the suffering that the Jewish people were going through mm-hmm. created a lot of energy. Unfortunately, you know, a suffering human emits a particular type of frequency that is very desirable to certain entities. Sometimes new entities would, would even be born to to feed off of that energy. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that energy was being exerted and exuded at that time. So it created a whole new breed that at this point is way less popular, a popu- populous, meaning like it's, um, there are not quite as many of them, but they are attached to the Jewish people, unfortunately, because you mean that still? is still, yeah, because that is the energy that they're used to. Huh. That's interesting. So basically, obviously, we don't see this parasite. Yes. Uh, but ha- you can see them with a the third eye. But um, these parasitic entities, the reason they're called energy vampires is because they're largely invisible to the naked eye. Right. So they um, live in the land that's in between your physical material, third dimensional space and spiritual space. So they're in this in between dimension. Hmm. Oh. Sometimes called the astral space, the astral, astral space. plane. So yeah. it's not that they live somewhere like 5D, 6D, they just live in... Oh, each dimension has their own, their own. Their own energetic parasites. Um, some breeds uh, would span different dimensions. Some of others would belong to a particular hmm. aspect of the matrix. So a particular dimension. Got it. Okay, so but how would this world look like if we could see parasites are they just swirling around yes yeah unfortunately uh, are there a lot of them here there is about three times more energetic parasites than there are people Hmm. oh yes billions do do they only live among people in what sense uh kind of can they live in nature or they just only Yes, they can infest um, animals and plants. Oh. And even minerals. So basically, they are everywhere. Not yes. just they live in the cities, they can be found in the forest. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. That's interesting. Depends on what their food is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where wherever their food supply is, that's where they are. Oh, so, and you're telling that they can feed off people, animals minerals plants like yeah so it depends everything. like it depends on you know how they got created what their purpose is for them you know some energy parasites only feed off of a particular type of animal and, and human is an animal by the way right mm-hmm. yeah just just to be clear um others can feed off of multiple different um sources entities. yeah mm-hmm. sources thank you 
carriers. <laughs> okay. And um, you, you also said that they have different purpose, uh, but is there like overarching purpose for parasites? Like whoever created them in the first place, were there some plan for them? Like, do they actually serve some purpose? Um, complicated question, just because the sources of parasitic entities are just so different. Mm -hmm. um, if you will look at like specific ones, for example, the ones that, I don't know, like egregores. The thing is, in in before I answer that question, like, in nature, there is always the exchange. Mm -hmm. So if you feed off of someone, you better be sure that somebody is feeding off of you. That is just how life works. As above, so below. So humanity feeds off of plants and mm -hmm. animal kingdom. So there is always someone on top, <laughs> whether, you, whether, whether you're aware of it or, or not. Um, parasitic entities always serve a purpose they generally serve the purpose of whoever created them if we are talking extraterrestrial type parasitic entities they generally serve the population or the species that created them hmm. um, if we're talking matrix like parasites those are generally the ones that um, are creating some type of law and order within the uh, matrix structure to ensure that the order is preserved and the balance of energy is maintained. So yes, that is very much serving a purpose. But does it also mean that, um, for example, egregores, they not only just feed off your energy, but they sometimes give you some energy Yes, as of well? course, of right? course, especially at the beginning. Aragors always give you energy at the beginning. But it's and then depending on the structure, because every aggregor has a hierarchical structure, uh, people at the top of the pyramid generally get more energy. People at the bottom of the pyramid generally feed. People at the top of the pyramid. You can look at um, your governments, for instance, right? So mm -hmm. people at the top of the pyramid or people who are in charge in your governmental structures. So senators, presidents, judges, all of these people, right? They're mm -hmm. feeding off of the people at the bottom of the pyramid. Hmm. How do you know? Taxes. Hmm. Who right. pays for everything for the president of the United States? Taxes, which means people, which means you guys who are at the bottom of the political pyramid. How does the egregore of politics pay you with safety or the notion of safety with law and order? You know, if you murder somebody, you go to jail, you know, those types of things. So that is very much an energetic exchange. People are exchanging their freedom for safety. It's not always the case for other types of parasites, right? Some of them just feed off your energy and give nothing back, but negative energy. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. And um, is there a hierarchy of uh, parasites? Yes. And there are parasites uh, within the parasitic entity 
clans. Um, it, it is a hierarchical structure, the same that I just described for humans. So the top parasitic entities are going to always feed off of the, like, the lower parasitic entities. So parasites actually have their own royalty and ruling clans, etc., etc. And very often, the large, like, so to say, royal parasitic entities are not going to be feeding off of, you know, the donors directly. They're actually going to be feeding off of their subjects. So their subjects would go and feed off of people and then take that energy to their master and, and pass that on. And then that thing just goes on as a, in a cycle. Hmm. That's interesting. And uh, does it also mean that they have um, their own consciousness? Yes. Like, are they conscious? Yes. They're more conscious the, the more energy they're able to uh, receive, right? Yeah. Um, so at the lower levels of the hierarchy, they're a lot more mechanical. Um, and when I say mechanical, right, what I really mean is uh, is more instinct based, right? It's their instinct to eat that way, right? Hmm. If they didn't eat that way, they would not exist, right? Um, and then as 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 they move higher up in the hierarchy, they start developing feelings in the su- in the sense in a sense, mm-hmm. um, wants and needs and you know fears and really develop a personality of sorts yes oh wow interesting and um, is there maybe like different uh levels of strength and caliber of parasites yes i mean you're asking me very direct questions so i'm gonna give you very direct Uh, answers yeah let's just be sure that our listeners are ready for it Uh, yeah and uh what what what's the difference What's the difference between their levels of strength? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How different they are? Well, it actually depends on many factors. So some parasites feed off of, only are able to feed off of um, um, younger souls, mm-hmm. a more simplistic type of energy. Um, and then they're, you know, um, so basically, their strength is dependent on the strength of their source. So human subjects and human energy is supposed to be quite potent compared to, for instance, an energy of the plant. An energy of the plant, generally speaking, is a little, a little less potent than the energy of the human. So depending on who they're feeding off of, and also if they're feeding off of one donor or many, right? Mm. And then are they feeding off of younger souls or older souls? And then there are different, if you kind of like look at the hierarchy of, of parasites, you also need to understand that they're feeding off of very different aspects of the human energy field, for instance. Let's talk about humans in this case, right? Although the same is true for animals and plants because it's the, the principles are still the same. So energetic parasites could be attached to your etheric body, right? For instance, they could be attached to one of your chakras um, or one of your energetic flows. Like one could be attached to the energy flow that comes to you from your ancestors or comes to you from your higher self, right? So an energy parasite could be attached to your emotional body 
or your mental body or your spiritual body. Depending on where they are attached, their strength levels are going to be different. So the strength of a parasite that's attached and feeding off of your spiritual body, and especially if they're doing so with multiple subjects, those types of energy parasites are the most dangerous and the strongest. Somebody who is feeding off of your root chakra and only has one donor would not be as strong, if that makes any sense. So there is the hierarchy based on which body, uh, which light body they attach to and how many subjects they have, how many donors they have at any given point in time. And also, if they are within their hierarchy at the point where they need to feed themselves and hunt themselves, so to say, yeah. or if they have others hunting for them. Hmm. Okay, that's very interesting. And um, is there like, um, I don't know, type of parasites that is dominant um, among people? I don't know. A lot of parasites um, that are human-made are fear-based, so different kinds of phobias. Um, so they're quite common. All kinds of, so like the, the most, it would be like the most common human phobias. So fears of heights or, you know, fear of water is a very common one. Um, fear of being alone is a very common one. Fear of death is a very common one. So fear of actually terminal illness is, is something that's um, almost as strong now as the fear of death, which is kind of spectacular because it did not exist about 100 years ago. Hmm. So it's a very new, fresh, man-made entity. So specifically fear of, of, of cancer. So that's, that's become incredibly strong with humanity. So those are quite prevalent. Fear of getting old, specifically prevalent in women. Um, so all types of fear-based entities. As far as extraterrestrials, um, there are a lot of extraterrestrial bread type of parasitic entities. They're actually quite interesting. So they can span... Um, uh, they can spend dimensions, a lot of them can. And a lot of them, if they really wanted to, could uh, be visible in the physical. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a pretty fascinating breed. Uh, from those, there are a lot of them that are spider-like, a lot of them that are, you know, um, octopus-shaped. Um, there are a lot of them that are worm like wormy type they look like worms mm -hmm. all kinds of worms or snakes just kind of like you know part yeah. of the same caliber um a lot of them are actually um they don't really have they're like an uh an amoeba so they're they're like um they don't have a shape they're almost like a cloud of darkness <laughs> So they look like that. Um, and then there are some that, you know, you would you would call demonic looking. Uh, but again, a lot of these are man-made, actually. Um, but, um, you know, they, they could have been 
maybe accentuated by extraterrestrial entities. And also extraterrestrials themselves have a lot of parasites, meaning like if it's a, an, an alien type race, when they come to Earth, they bring their own parasites whether they want it or not. So at this point, Earth is like a hodgepodge of everything, to be honest. Wow. That's very interesting. Um, okay. And uh, huh. um, are they dangerous? How, or maybe how, how <laughs> dangerous they question. are? <laughs> are they dangerous? Well, it depends. Yeah. Which ones are we talking about? <laughs> and how many at any given point in time? And uh, The truth of the matter is m most people could be housing I mean, at any point in time, up to 10 parasites and not have a clue, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're saying, are they dangerous? The, the, the answer is, it depends. It depends what kinds you have. It, it depends on how much energy, actually, they're sucking away from you. Are they taking one-tenth of what you have, or are they taking 99%? Because depending on how much they're taking, it can be more or less dangerous to you. Um, if you have like a royal type parasite, like the royalty attached to you and feeding off of you, that could be quite dangerous because at one point, like royalty actually doesn't really like to lose the source of their food supply. Yeah. So very often, you know, they would actually kind of like take over big chunks of your consciousness. Mm -hmm. right and really uh, manipulate you quite a lot now of course those types of parasitic entities have options right so they would not feed off, off of any human they only like very clean high vibrating energy so meaning there are entities that would only have crown chakra energy and nothing else so they would only select humans that have plenty of that energy. In general, right? I mean, this is the like inner energy parasites can coexist with humans and they have coexisted with humans for millennia, right? So it does not necessarily prevent a soul from learning the lessons that it came here to learn. But, you know, it could slow down the progress. It could make everything a lot harder than it should be. Um, and, and yeah, sometimes like if certain balances are not being watched, you know, the outtake of the energy is pretty extreme enough so that the host or the donor is not able to complete their own missions and, and, and be on their own path. That happens also. Oh, that's interesting. But in this case, how does one get infected? Yeah. So there are a few things that would make you vulnerable. Uh, first is, I don't like the word karma, but it is probably the quickest way to explain. So either the karma of your ancestry line or your own personal complicated karma. So sometimes you would be born with a propensity to feed a particular type of parasite so that is your karma 
or should we say that's like the back door that they can get you right so obviously you know every human has protections around them right you have your auric field you have your energy body um, you have your guides and you know spirit guides and totem animals and everything there's a lot of protection that every human has uh, your ancestors are protecting you there is always you know for those people that um, feed different parasitic entities there is always like a doorway like a back door that these entities can walk in or walk through right and in general there is something about this energetic field that is not pure and wholesome and perfect right so one such thing could be okay like you could already come into this plane um, into an ancestral line that feeds a particular type of entity or entities right um, and then honestly there's like a wealth of different <laughs> ways that you can catch one so first stress right so if you're it's it's kind of like think of it as an immune system when the immune system is high it's really hard for you to catch a disease right so you're immune to bacteria and viruses your immune system was low then you're a lot more um it, it's a lot more dangerous for you out there so the same thing here you can think of you know you can imagine that at any point in time you have this energetic immune system through your auric field right that if you're healthy and happy, you know, repels all types of entities. So <clears throat> they literally cannot feed off of you because um, it, it's, it's like a magnet that repels them. They mm. cannot attach, right? Yeah. So they, they have to be able to attach a cord to you through which they can eat. If they cannot do that, which happens when you have, uh, you know, so to say like high metabolism, they cannot do that, high energetic metabolism. Um, if you're stressed, if you're upset, if you're experiencing um, a very strong, difficult emotion, negative emotion, you become vulnerable. If you're very tired, in general, your guard is down. Um, if you're grieving about something or worried about something, uh, I've mentioned stress before, all of these things make you a lot more vulnerable. If you're exceptionally angry about something or if you're jealous about something, all of these types of frequencies, negative frequencies, make you vulnerable to a particular type of parasitic entity. Um, some actions that you do make you more vulnerable to other types of entities. Um, things like um, drinking alcohol or smoking um, certain types of drugs make you more vulnerable to different parasites. Um, even like drinking, um, so anything that messes with your energy, yeah, uh, basically invites them in, which means caffeine, including coffee and tea, you know, <laughs> can do that. Energy drinks, you know, Red Bull, all of them can do that any energy shots can do that why why so is it because there is like a increase in energy and then the drop yes well it's not that? because there is a drop but because there is an increase in energy that is quote-unquote unnatural right and it's an unnatural flow of energy it's like a boost so you can think of it on an energetic level as a little bit of an explosion like a mini atomic bomb and it's it's not that it makes you more vulnerable let's just say it makes you more attractive 
And when you're more attractive, what happens is it makes you more vulnerable because more entities are going to attempt to latch on to you. Hmm. And basically the way this works is um, it's all based on strength, right? Like you as a human have your own personal strength and barrier. And the entity that's trying to feed off of you has their own level or their own level of strength. So if their strength kind of at any point in time is higher than yours, that they can latch on to you. If you are like this little explosion of light, then instead of drawing like three different entities to yourself, you might draw 3,000. All of a sudden you're like visible to them because they don't want to be feeding off of like the thing is these entities need a good source somebody who gives them a lot of energy if it's like somebody who's like not a very active person is very lethargic then they're not going to bother right so they're going to go to someone who has periods of their life where they exude a lot of energy and a lot of power because they're like oh this is like a great meal this is like a seven course dinner so a lot more entities are going to be attracted to those types of people. That's why it makes you more vulnerable from that perspective. Um, and then there are attacks, honestly. And attacks is, uh, is something really, really different. So attacks generally are, um, they come from the ones that have like a conscience, a conscious. <laughs> the ones that are con conscious is what yeah. I meant, not a conscious. Uh, the ones that have a personality, um, they generally, you know, would select their victims, so to say, or donors. And it's a very deliberate process. So if you catch an eye of one of these, then by definition, that makes you vulnerable. Hmm. Wow. Okay. And yes, uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. No, unfortunately, also, if you're like on a planetary mission of some sort, that makes you very visible and very vulnerable because, A, you're probably going to be um, exuding a lot more energy than your average Joe on the on the street. Yeah. B, you know, you're going to be watched more closely. So you're basically being all by being watched all the time, right? So they're just waiting for you to make a mistake or kind of they attacked you. Well, on some level, but like think about it, like um, when you're in the wild. Yeah. And. Um, there are mosquitoes around you. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, if mosquito is feeding off of human blood, it's going to be watching humans. Yeah. Because because that's what it needs for survival. So energetic entities are n not different than mosquitoes. And you're their food. So yeah, they're watching it all the times. Trust me. Mm. They need energy to survive. Yes, no otherwise they die. They I mean, maybe they don't die right away, but they wither away for sure. Hmm. That's the more they eat also, the more powerful they become, the more powerful they become, the more, uh, you know, the more they can keep eating. <laughs> it's like a give that keeps on giving. And um, what percentage of humanity has energy parasites? 98. <laughs> 98%. Yeah, that and the two sense. are a miracle. <laughs> a miracle yeah yes <laughs> got it and also even those two that they they you know don't always they're not always 
keeping that up. It's like two percent at any given point in time. Yeah, which so means it's, it's not the same two percent. I see. They today they have some. Tomorrow they have none. Yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> okay. And um, what are the signs um, that you have a parasite? That you're human. <laughs> 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 that's one of the most important signs um no many oh my god um all kinds of signs if you feel thirsty a lot if you um if you feel tired a lot um if you feel like a particular emotion sometimes and you cannot explain it like extreme sadness or extreme anger or anything that you know could mean that you're a little bit unstable. If you have any types of inexplicable attachments to certain foods or certain activities, like for instance, if you really like, if you think about sex all the time, mm-hmm. you definitely have parasites that are feeding off of like um, you. Yeah. If you can't stop thinking about particular foods like chocolate, for instance, or like just obsessive any type if you have any obsessive types of behavior there's always a parasite on the other side like cravings obsessions yeah anything for instance even ocd like if you just everything needs to be neat and if it's not neat and and clean you cannot survive mad parasites on the other side is it like a particular kind of parasite that that gives everything yeah yes clean and organized yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that's interesting um wow okay so can you maybe help me to understand the cause and effect um kind of the the chain reaction (laughs) because around around parasites so you know how um it's a lot of disease right now in 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 the world right so people have headaches uh, depression stress like what would be the root cause and how parasites maybe help accelerate it? Because it seems like they, they have some kind of purpose because they, if you um, have stress and they kind of accelerate it, it's also a sign for you, right? That you have to change something in your life. Seems like th- there it, is some positive aspect. Well, it is positive specifically around obsessive behaviors. Like obsessive behaviors are very easy to diagnose because you know what you're obsessed about. Yeah. Right? Because you're like, you know, you're craving it. So that is always a sign that there is somebody that's latching on to you. Like people who cannot give up drinking, like who like need to have a drink before going to bed, even if it's one, you know, like that's how you know somebody that is like a doorway of how you lose energy. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like if you have a parasite in a particular area of your life, you lose energy to that parasite that is yours, your own, <laughs> hmm. and could be serving a different purpose. Now, with depressions, is a little bit different. So de- both depression and anxiety are not caused by parasites. They are caused by somebody being off of their path, actually. Oh. It is just that um, this particular parasites, actually, with depression and anxiety, or with anxiety, they generally feed off of your emotional body, with depression, they generally feed off of your actually mental and emotional. Um, and there are, the, the way this works is 
they're not the origin they're not the original reason why you get these types of states Mm -hmm. but they are certainly not making the problem any better because for instance say it is a parasite that feeds off of every time you think a thought um i don't know i'm not good enough or like i'm fat or whatever what have you right and it just creates a thought loop every time you think this thought i'm fat this parasite gets fed right because this thought i'm fat probably causes an emotion for you of i don't know loss of power just being tired or being upset or very sad or whatever there's that emotion right so it's a thought loop that creates an emotion in your body that feeds off the parasite and you know that could take you into like a very deep state of depression but initially it's it wasn't created by this parasite it was created by your own state and and by you being off your path i see what you mean and uh, are there any cases when a parasite is the reason of disease or it's always something that um, triggers first Is there a case where a parasite is uh, a reason for disease? Yes. When they attack? Yes, with attacks. It's very few cases, though, uh, because those particular attacks, they, um, A, they can only be done by a certain level of parasites. And that is like maybe the top 3% of parasites even can do that right? Like at that level that mm-hmm. they could plant something like that and then plant it. And even when they do do plant an energetic parasite that is going to manifest itself as a disease, there is something in your energetic field that has to be penetrable, that has to invite it in first. Hmm. Meaning, if you have an armor as thick as, I don't know, <laughs> three miles long, there is no way that they can attach no matter if it's like even an attack, right? Now, it's a whole other issue that very often the attacks actually happen at night when you're most vulnerable, where they can manufacture an emotion that makes you vulnerable. For instance, like a lot of fear or despair or anything. In the dream state. In a dream state. Because that emotion in a dream state is just as real as when you're awake. Is it because we kind of travel in astral when we sleep? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, so, but seems like parasites, they kind of accelerate the disease. Yes. They, they kind of, without them, there will still be a disease. It's just they uh, kind of accelerate it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of course, when you accelerate something, you make it more visible. Oh, yeah. And uh, as soon as you have a disease, there is no way you can avoid like having the parasite. It's just it attracts the parasite right away. You have a disease, for example, you have cancer. It just attracts parasites right away. Well, yes, because when you have cancer, there it always comes with suffering. Mm-hmm. And then there are at least 3,000 different parasitic entities that feed off of human suffering. Yeah. So all of a sudden you become like a light bulb that 
like looks very tasty to them. Hmm. And they're like, ooh, there's suffering over there. Let's go. Oh, I see. So they now if you had cancer and at the same time felt like amazing and exhilarated and happy, that in in, in and of itself creates an armor around you. But most people with cancer don't feel that way. Now, this is not the, and, and, and that is a byproduct, actually, yet again, of not being on your path. I think that in the beginning, you said that they feed off or they kind of attach to different energy bodies, right? Yes. Or flows or channels. Yep. So it means that some of them feed off your thoughts, some yes. feed off your emotions, mm -hmm. negative ones. Mm -hmm. some or positive, even. Some just attached to your chakra, for example, right? Yeah, some could be attached to a chakra. Yes, absolutely. And even spiritual body. Yeah, those Spirit are the, the nastiest. Mm. Yeah. Got it. So every time you think a negative thought or you experience a negative emotion, it just attracts a person. Well, I mean, maybe it's not as that dramatic immediate right it's not that dramatic i mean hey let, let's cut you some slack you're allowed to have some negative emotions yeah it's when they become obsessive states and when you think so or when you feel like a particular thought has really rooted in you because here's the deal parasites need a constant source of food they need to eat every day in the same way that you need to eat every day or let's just say that they would prefer to eat every day as opposed to eating once a year right the thing about parasites is they don't ever get full they just get hungry so what i mean by that is there is no limit to how much they can keep eating right mm. so there's no upper limit there's just the bottom limit i see and uh can they influence so what what i what, where i was going with this is that if you're say like say you're you have this thought of I'm going to die alone, for instance. And that is like, just is like a thought that you just got for the first time. If you didn't pay attention to it, or if, if it didn't grow roots inside of your body, then the entity that would feed off of that energy would not attach to you because that means it would get like a one-off meal and then never would get a meal again. Like why bother? Right? So they, you know, if, an entity who feeds off of that thought is going to find a human who keeps thinking that thought all the time because he can feed it all the time. That's why I call the thought loop. Hmm. Just having a random thought doesn't matter. Having a thought loop is food. The same thing like with people that love energy drinks. The ones that drink like an energy drink once a year are not a great source of food. The ones that drink an energy drink twice a day are perfect. But does it also mean that they kind of probe? Um, because how would you attract this kind of thought in the first place? Because I personally, myself, I sometimes like, okay, I have a negative thought. I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> I, I feel so good. And then boom, all of a sudden I have this negative thought. And then I can either ignore it or... Uh, kind of keep thinking about it and then yes. they get into the loop mm -hmm. so very often they are fishing for it yes 
but it doesn't mean that every single bad thought that you have is because of a parasite. That is incorrect. Mm-hmm. At any point in time, you're floating in a soup of all kinds of thoughts. And, you mean. know, yes, you attract some, not others, but it doesn't mean that every single bad thought is like a parasite trying to fish <laughs> <That's> <laughs> fish for a part of your energy. <laughs> that would be very unfortunate. That's good to know. And not only that, but there are, there are some people that like have so many parasites that they already are sucked dry. That they're at this point, they don't present a worthy target. Because mm-hmm. there's like, you know, okay, this person can only handle three. They have three. That's it. Like, I need to go and find a new victim. That's precisely why very often like little babies would get them. Because like that's the only food source that's left at this <laughs> point. Got it. Okay, so now I would like to understand how we can, um, I don't know, maybe some practical advice how to have this strong field so they cannot penetrate it. Yeah, so I guess you want to talk about protection now. Protection, yes. Okay, so you're most vulnerable when you're sleeping, actually, weirdly, Hmm. because this is something you completely don't control or most of you don't control, right? So before going to bed, I suggest that you do, you know, a couple of things, protection things. Yeah. So the pyramid of light, the golden pyramid, the white pyramid is a really, really good thing. So having that encapsulate your whole body, so kind of like putting a pyramid around you or a sphere of white light, um, that could be at least like that is the bare minimum of of, of what you should do if, if you're worried about this topic is it like a four-sided pyramid or three-sided or it doesn't matter actually it doesn't matter but um i recommend three-sided hmm. okay. yeah that's all you really need is a three-sided pyramid um you could also um there's like another thing sometimes the the parasites that are in your field already can open the doorway for the new parasites to come in which is kind of nasty so what you also want to do and maybe you don't want to do it all the time but you want to do it one at least once in a while right is you want to cut the cords with existing parasites so you know if you have any um, they would always be attached to you through a cord of some sort sometimes multiple cords right? Because they're attaching to a part of your aura somewhere or like one of your energetic bodies. So when you're going to bed, what you want to do is first, you know, kind of like close your eyes and imagine that these cords are exposed because very often the trick with parasites is they're, they're kind of invisible, like especially the ones that have been with you for so long, especially like if you were born with it or something that's a part of your ancestral line, they feel like second skin to you. To a point when you get rid of one, you feel like sick for a couple of days or you don't feel like yourself because like you're so they're so merged with your body. So you first want to expose those cords and then you want to take like a sort of light or, you know, some type of other light weapon and literally cut those cords. Right. So you you might want to just like rotate your body energetically, cut those cords and then burn them. Right, like whatever ends, once you've cut them, you burn them. And that is when you put the pyramid over yourself. Because if you just put the pyramid over, 
and then you already have like seven entities on you, then they just can create openings for new ones to come in. If that makes any sense. Hmm, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, can you um, ask for anybody's help? Because I, for example, Absolutely. heard that kind of Archangel Michael. Absolutely. So if you believe in angels and archangels, that's great. Um, they could definitely help. Um, your ancestors, um, especially if you have like, like very strong white magic in, in your line, um, that is a great protection. Um, so your ancestors would always be there to help. Um, your spirit guides, whatever form they take, they can certainly help. Your animal totems. So there are some animals that are actually really, really good for warding off all types of parasites. So cats are amazing, actually, uh, for warding off all types of like dark spirits, if you will, whether physical cats or imaginary cats. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, so cats is really good. Um, snakes are actually as like a totem animal or as a spirit animal they're really really good they're very perceptive and um you know if you just want to ask help from say like a, a king cobra um she's a very powerful snake that you know is a very powerful guardian all type of all types of dragon entities could be very helpful um, a lot of these parasites are actually scared of fire, so they they don't really like fire energies. So another thing, you have to be careful with fire though, because uh, you know you could create like a little ring of fire or like a sphere of fire around you, um, and charge it so that you know if anybody tries to penetrate through it or into your inner chamber, so to say, that they get burned. You just want to make sure that, you know, as you put this type of like riglet of fire, you want to watch yourself for the next couple of days and like see how your personal body reacts to the ringlet of fire. Because depending on how in tune you are with the fire energy, it could either fuel you or it could drain you in and of itself. So it's one of those protections that's so strong, but could be detrimental to your overall well-being. So if you put the ringlet of fire, it will protect you from parasites, energetic parasites. But it might also like leave you a little bit drained mm -hmm. in the morning. Yeah. So if you put an energy of fire, uh, this ringlet of fire, and then you wake up in the morning, you feel drained. That's probably not the best solution for you. Try the water, like try the holy water sphere instead. Um, as a way of protection. Mm -hmm. And then there are things that are not as woo-woo, so to say, right? So in general, um, like if you're worried about parasites, obviously, you know, maintaining a very positive outlook on life, you know, and really being mindful about very strong emotional outbursts, right? If you're like, allow yourself to be really angry, and like yell at somebody that's actually never a good sign right so like actually keeping your emotion in check um is like a really really good hygiene principle um it would be very good to with cravings you know easier said than done but um generally speaking cravings are the worst the first seven days 
because if you're not feeding that entity for seven days, it's not going to sit around and wait for you to feed it on day eight. They leave. As soon as the entity is gone, the craving stops. Or like, you know, it's very, it's very minimal. Hmm. So if you're craving something, you know, making intentionally giving it up for seven days at first and seeing what happens, you know, could be a really, really good step to giving up that thing altogether. Um, and then, I mean, I don't want to get into egregores because that's like such a big topic in and of itself. But in general, um, cutting your ties with any egregores that might be inadvertently feeding off of you, like all of these, I'll give you examples, like all of these cords that need to be cut. The kindergarten that you went to, the school that you went to, like the middle school, the primary school, the high school, the university that you went to. If you belong to any kind of sports organizations in the past or clubs of, um, you know, a a any types of like, like Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, whatever it was, summer camps, like all of these entities, despite the fact that you're no longer care, so to say, you might be an adult there's still an energetic cord attached to you. Um, if there is like a religious group that you used to be a part of and no longer a part of, that's still feeding off of your energy. So you, you wanna cut those. Um, and even your exes, I hate to say it because we don't like to think of our exes as energetic parasites. And in this case, I mean, obviously there are like a whole other, there are humans, right? But like they're still, you're still being, uh, potentially being a donor to some of them. So you want to cut those cords as well. Hmm. That's very interesting. But uh, given that you said there is a hierarchy, some of them stronger, some of them are weaker. Uh, does it mean that, for example, when you have to remove a strong one, you have to use a different method? Sometimes when the entity is so strong, you might not even be able to remove it yourself. Hmm. that's the trick so i wish i could tell you that i have like a panacea but depending on the entity the strength like if there is like an energetic parasite that has been with the ancestry line for 750 years and you don't happen to be an old soul with a ton of energy i unfortunately i cannot necessarily give you something that would for sure you know enable you to be free from this entity does it mean that somebody who has more than more energy than this entity can remove it? Yes. You just have to find this. Kind or of you would sometimes you would be able to do a pr like a, an exercise where you take the full energy of your full ancestry line. And then that cord is being cut, but like your personal energy might, might not be strong enough. Hmm. Right. Part of it is like the healing your ancestry line could heal a lot of these right because there's a reason why like these ancestral parasites got attached to you to your ancestors in the first place mm -hmm. because if you heal that reason that initial reason then you're able to you know in some cases these entities would just leave in and of themselves because they're not able to feed off of that yeah. frequency anymore hmm. got it in general, working on your uh, third eye, right, and, and, and your inner vision 
would enable you to start seeing those types of entities on yourself and others, right? And most of them you could remove with intention or ask Archangel Michael to remove for you, right? So for instance, if you have like an unexpected headache or an under, uh, unexpected toothache or throat ache or any, any ache that is just out of nowhere, it could be a sign that there is like a, a new energetic entity and your body is not used to that entity yet. So it's giving you a pain, um, a frequency that you read as pain, mm -hmm. right? Now, is it always this way? No, but like very often, more often than not, if like this pain is out of nowhere, really, like you wake up in the morning and you're just like, God, my head hurts. Why the hell? Sometimes it is an energetic parasite. So, you know, you know exactly like they are where it hurts, right? So you could mentally just focus on that part of your body. And if there is like ask Archangel Michael for assistance and or Gabriel in this case, doesn't really matter. Both are equally as strong with 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 these types of entities. Um, you can ask them and and, and say, hey, um, you know, if if I do have a parasite, could you please remove him or her? Can you pl please remove that entity from my body? And then what you also want to do once the entity is removed is patch up and seal the hole in the auric field through which this entity came. Because unless you do that, it's like an open door, and you know, hey, you kill one, three more show up. Is there a way you can protect your home uh, because you always uh, kind of stay in one place? You work uh, in the office, for example. And is there a way you can kind of have a protection around yourself at home, not just with your auric field, but with something that surrounds you? So I can give you like general things that would help it help mitigate the risk, but nothing really fully removes the risk because, again, we're saying that the protection that you put on yourself are only as strong as you are. And then the entities that are out there are all kinds of powerful. Can be stronger than you. Yes, that's why I'm like, okay, very general things. So all types of smudging sticks, saging, palo santo, incense, uh, all of those things are very, very helpful to a particular type of entity or particular en entity types, right? So they really do clear more than the negativity. You know, if, if you are, if you have an entity that's like sitting somewhere <laughs> waiting to, to attack you whenever you, you're showing a weakness, if you burn a lot of sage or if you burn a lot of Palo Santo, um, chances are that they're not going to be too tolerant of that so they would leave so saging smudging is perfect um dark crystals so onyx um any type of like black crystal it could be anything from like a meteorite rock um would you know that you could put in the corners Right, so all of these entities, generally speaking, unless they're latched on to you, they would be in the corners of the room. So you always want to make sure, especially if you're feeling there's something off with the energy, just buy a bunch of black crystals, um, you know, and, and put them in the corners of the room. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of... Um, 
energetic ways that you could protect your house also so on top of doing a pyramid of light on yourself you can also do a pyramid of light on your whole house mm -hmm. the trick is you also want to make sure that there are no portals um, because if you have a pyramid you know on top of your house and on top of your apartment but then there are three portals within your apartment then you just didn't do anything yeah portals are every mirror is a potential portal it is what it is so you just want to make sure that as you're doing the energetic cleanse of your house with your third eye you want to look at the mirror and almost like close it up almost imagine that like there's like a door like that you're making like you're creating a door in the on the surface of the mirror so nothing can come through unless you actively invite it in. So you definitely want to work with mirrors. Um, there are sometimes negative ley lines or just like negative portals in like random spots of the apartment. Um, very often these are the spots like if you have a cat, your cat is not going to love the spot. Like sometimes it can like be doing weird things in there, like making like, you know, weird noises or like w seeing entities in there. Mm -hmm. So you also, if, if you have these types of portals inside of your house, you want to make sure that you seal them with white light, right? And like sage everything out around them. Yeah. But then like protecting your house is like a whole topic in and of itself. And it's actually quite complex. Yeah. It's not so easy before you protect your house you need to make sure that you have enough free energy because if you don't again like your protections are only as strong as your energy and if you're weak if you're tired if you're sick your protections are not going to be that great i hate to say it so you might need to use different magical objects and talismans and you know all types of guides and um, angelic entities to help you out yeah seems like it's going to be another topic for another episode <laughs> awesome yeah thank you so much for sharing all this amazing information with us today um, i'm going to end our session i'm asking the higher self to resist to where it belongs with much love and much thanks for the help and information it has been given maria today i know that our listeners are really going to appreciate it now i want all the consciousness and personality of Maria to once again return and fully integrate back into the body completely.